Grace, mercy, and peace to each one of you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you please bow your head with me? Heavenly Father, you promise that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void without accomplishing that for which you sent it. We ask now that you would keep that promise in each of our own cases, and we pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. If you were here yesterday in chapel, you heard the chaplain allude to the three great enemies of our spiritual lives. They are, of course, and you've heard this before, at least most of us have, the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. It's easy to understand why the devil is in that trio, because we always think of him as the enemy anyway, and so no wonder he's, he's included there, and I've lived long enough with myself to know that I am often my own worst enemy when it comes to my life with my Lord Jesus. But what about the world? We say the, the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. Jesus speaks about the world. In fact, we just sang about the world. The world is very evil. What what do we mean when we say the world is very evil? And what does Jesus mean when he alludes to the world as hating us, hating him? Well, let's ponder that a little more, shall we, as we read our lesson for this morning. It's found in John chapter 15, and beginning with verse 18 and reading through verse 19. And here's what it says. And Jesus is speaking, and he says, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own, and by, by that he means if you were of the world, the world would love you. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. There ends our lesson for this morning, and it's the word of God that we want to meditate upon for the, for the next few minutes. Jesus says, the world hates him, and also the world hates you. What? It's a little disconcerting to think about the world hates me. What does Jesus mean when he says the world here? Does he mean the air, the seas, that tree out there? Well, no, in fact, the wind and the waves obey him better than I do when he commands them, right? So what does he mean when he refers to the world? And trees, of course, well, except in fantasy stories like the Lord of the Rings, trees don't, don't have the capacity to think or hate or have any emotions whatsoever. So what does he refer to? Well, it refers to people. You see, just as you have a sinful nature inside of you, and I have a sinful nature inside of me, so does everybody else in the world have a sinful nature outside of us. And that makes up the world to which Jesus is referring. And in general, in, in fact, Jesus uh, says this explicitly, that the devil 
Satan is the prince of this world. That is, he's the ruler of this world, and he rules the sinful natures of all of those people, and, and sometimes I'm afraid to say even my own. There are millions upon millions of sinful natures out there, and that is the makeup of the world that he is talking about and the governance of that world is accomplished by the devil himself, Jesus says. And so it's no surprise when Jesus says the world hates me and it also hates you. And if you ever needed proof that this world is out of kilter, think about that for a minute. That the world hates Jesus. Now, I could understand that if, if, uh, if Jesus hadn't come to help the world. If he had come to destroy the world, well, of course, they would hate him. <clears throat> but he came to help the world. He came to redeem the world. He came to give his life for the world. What did he ever do to the world to make them hate him? And the answer is nothing. And, and yet, the world hates him. And that's the kind of reasoning that the world has in spiritual things. The reasoning of this world, especially in spiritual things, is unreasonable. It's unreasonable that they would hate someone who came to help them, but that's exactly the way things are. And so, that's the reasoning of this world when it tries to operate in spiritual things, and so you should be wary you should be wary when you watch the latest viral video because the person in that viral video, if they touch on anything that has to do with the spiritual realm, with sin of some kind or other, or God, or angels, or demons, or anything else that should touch on spiritual things, even in the least, that person is likely to be wrong. If it is a video that's gone viral, in this world. The world hates Jesus, sometimes right out in the open, sometimes it is hidden deeply and hard to recognize. Just a slight misinterpretation, as we heard yesterday, of the Bible. So be wary. This world's reasoning is unreasonable. It hates Jesus, but then it also hates you. Isn't that what Jesus says? Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you. Now, once we were a part of the world, but I chose you out of the world, Jesus says. Therefore, the world hates you. You, you may ask the question, why does the world hate me? I haven't done anything to anybody. Well, you don't have to. Just belonging to Jesus is enough. Your very existence is a reminder to the world that they're out of fellowship with God. And it can be very disconcerting to know that the world hates me for no other reason than I'm not a child of God. It can be very tempting to want to give up parts of biblical truth that the world doesn't understand and doesn't like just so that someone might not despise me. That hatred might come from a friend, might come from a family member. And so how should we respond to this treatment? Well, Jesus said to be as wise as a serpent, and so you should have your radar tuned 
to detect the lies that masquerade as truth in this world. He also said that, or St. Paul did, that friendship with this world is enmity with God. But also, Jesus said, to be harmless as doves. And so what is our response? Well, our response is to be the same as that of Jesus. And so, we do not ridicule people in the world, though they may ridicule us. We don't scream at them, though they may scream at us. We don't look at someone who is following a worldly lifestyle with disgust, rather with pity, because we would like for them to know the Lord Jesus as we know him. We don't look upon them with disgust because we too are sinful. We have a sinful nature. We once were lost in sin, but as Christians... Even as Christians, I should say, we fall into sin often enough ourselves that there can be no room for pride. Nope, the world needs the same thing that you need and that I need, and that is a Savior. Thankfully, there is one, and he is Jesus. He bled his blood upon the cross to pay the penalty for your sin and to pay the penalty for my sin. And so effective is that blood in washing away sin that all of the sins that have ever been committed in this world from the beginning unto the end have all been washed away, including all of yours, and including all of that person's with whom we might be tempted to look upon with disgust. And so you must believe that that your sins have been washed away. And now we have the privilege of telling someone else that theirs too have been washed away. May God make this grace to work in your life and in mine. Amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Would you please rise and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you that through your Son, Jesus Christ, you have sown your holy word among us. And we pray that you will prepare our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that we may diligently and reverently hear that word and keep it in good hearts and bring forth fruit with patience. Help us that we may not incline to sin, but subdue it by your power and in all persecutions Comfort ourselves with your grace and continual help. Through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen.